Hey, Lita, what you doing over there? Oh, I'm just typing up the press release for the Healing Anxiety book. I hear book. you clickety-clack on your keyboard over there. <laughs> yes. That's Mary Ryan's book, Healing yes. Anxiety. Yes, we just did the awesome interview with her yes, about meditation. Yes, a fascinating book, you know, about anxiety, stress, PTSD, how it can control your life, and this is a simple way to really get a handle on that. Yes, and I love that people can learn about not just how to handle anxiety, but they can learn about the Tibetan medicine uh, perspective on food and herbal treatments and massage and yeah, even it's really some fascinating. And you know, we were so inspired when we talked to Mary about this book that we actually published this book. Yes, so you know, we wanted to bring these things out to the world. And some of the Tibetan exercises have never been published in the Western world. Yes. It's the first time ever. I love them so much. I do them every day. Yeah, me too. I do quite, I do the head roll all the time. I yeah. know if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear us talk about it. So do you want my two cents on how to get people excited about this book? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. I say give away the first chapter for free. Oh, that's a great idea because it's the best chapter. It's, it's a page really, turner. It's a page turner. People will just really get into the book if they read this chapter. So go to healinganxietybook.com and I will make sure personally that's a button there that says free chapter. Perfect. That's healinganxietybook.com. All right, get back to work. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, Finding the path of greatest ease or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and I'm here with my co-host, Lita Herman. Hi, everyone. Well, today, Lita, we have a very special show. We're going to talk about uh, a conversation that we had earlier about meditation, and we want everyone to hear all the cool things we came up with. You know, we often hear from people that we meet that this seems to be an elusive part of their daily routine, a seemingly magical skill that they cannot master, and they've just about given up on meditation, and they know they want to do it. They know it's important for their self-cultivation. They just can't seem to get a clearer understanding on it. So that's what we're here to talk about today. We're going to change all that. And we, Leah and I both have our insights on meditation, and we're going to talk about that as well. But we have a very special guest in the studio who happens to be super knowledgeable about so many things. But today we're going to get some insight from her on, can you guess what, Lita? Meditation. Meditation. Yes. And you're right about our guest having so much knowledge. We could, we could do three shows with her. <laughs> Before we bring her on, though, I just wanted to to say this podcast is ultimately about self-cultivation and that leads us on the path to going inside ourselves instead of taking pills and medications and you know our society is just so obsessed with that I, I, every commercial on TV <laughs> seems to be about it at the moment. So you're essentially, I believe you can be your own healer. You can solve your own problems by taking control of your own life. And so, you know, if you're anxious, why are you anxious? Like, you know, if you have high blood pressure, why is it high? And why can't you sleep at night? Or, you know, those things that just don't happen to you, they are, they're results of your life and the things that you're doing in your life every day. And they can be healed through other means than just pills. 
Yeah. And, you know, this show we're calling Meditate, Not Medicate. And it's about how you can find a way, any way, we don't really care, but we're going to work out in your life how to start to get meditation in your life every day. Now, before you roll your eyes and start to feel like, oh, I've heard this a million times. I know I should be doing it. I know you should be doing it. You know, there's different ways to meditate. We're going to talk about that. But right now, we're going to talk about Tibetan meditation, some herbs, a couple uh, other things that Mary, whoops, did I say who it was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you spilled the beans. That's Right. So we're going to talk about some great things with our guest, uh, Mary Ryan, which we're going to introduce in one second. And, you know, one thing that I learned with Mary that changed my life is this meditation, this uh, exercise that Mary taught me. And we're going to talk about that as well. So she has got a lot of cool things to talk about. And, you know, I, I can't wait any longer. Can we bring her <laughs> okay, on, okay, please? Okay. <laughs> so we're very happy to have, drum roll, please. Dr. Mary Friedman Ryan. Dr. Mary Friedman Ryan. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Lita and Jay. I am so touched to be here. <laughs> well, you know, Mary is the author of a really cool book called Healing Anxiety, A Tibetan Medicine Guide to Healing Anxiety, Stress, and PTSD. You know, we love Mary's work, and we loved it so much. A while back, we decided to publish her first book with our new publishing company. And, you know, we just felt so in alignment with Mary's work. And, you know, we were talking about what we could do with her work and that it just fit into what we're doing with our books and our publishing company and that it would be a great you know thing to give to the healers that work with us already so that's how we decided to publish this book yeah and you know before we bring mary to talk a little bit more why don't you give her background because she's got an amazing background I would love to. Um, Mary's just an amazing, amazing person. Um, she went to Oxford University, got her PhD, a master's, human biology, medical anthropology. And what's really cool is she spent a lot of time in the early 90s in Tibet, actually in Dharamsala, where the Tibetans um, have been living with where His Holiness the Dalai Lama lives. And she there collaborated with a doctor named Dr. Jomling. And she's also nicknamed Lady Dadan. And she is featured in this book, Healing Anxiety, which is partly my favorite part of the book, just hearing about her work through Mary's eyes. And uh, hopefully today she'll talk a little bit about that. And and it led to groundbreaking methodologies in, in efficacy research of the Tibetan medicine and how it works for people with anxiety and PTSD. And during her postdoc research on the tre treatment of Tibetan refugees and mental health issues, you know, Mary was astounded by the effectiveness of Tibetan medicine for anxiety. And really, she's dedicated her whole life to it. I mean, she's still working with it. And so it's inspired her to train in Tibetan medicine and Chinese herbal medicine and acupuncture. And now she practices in Greenfield, Massachusetts. And she owns an apothecary called the Blue Dragon Apothecary. You know, we could go on and on about Mary and all the cool <laughs> things she does. But you know what? We need to get this show started. So let's go. Let's bring it on, Mary. So Mary, we're excited. We want to jump right in. Can you give us another? We just read that amazing bio and it was very impressive we kind of actually cut that short it goes on and on it's really cool so can you give us your brief story of how you started in tibetan medicine and meditation oh. <laughs> <laughs> well lita and jay thank you for having me yes. you're welcome because i want to tell your listeners as um, a witness and colleague of the two of you for many many years that these people walk their talk okay and, <laughs> and i actually feel very honored to be here and humbled by their presence. So, yeah, let's go. Let's have some fun. Awesome. Ooh, let's go. Welcome. Let's go. I like that attitude. Yeah. 
So how did I start meditating? Is that you what know, you can start like give a little bit. We know I know your story pretty well. So I know the story how you started in Tibetan medicine. But as you started in Tibetan medicine, when did the meditation start to really come into your life? Well, it's interesting. So meditation started, I started before I studied Tibetan medicine as a totally separate thing. Um, as an undergraduate at college, I was 19 years old. Someone taught me meditation at a yoga class. And then I had a really amazing feeling of serenity and peace. And I will teach that meditation today, you know, That'd to be great. the listeners, Wonderful. because it's the most simple meditation in the world. And it takes me back to my 19-year-old self. Who that's fantastic. Beginner's mind, you know. That beginner's mind, we're going to talk about that because I think that's important. Because a lot of people start with meditation and they get that and then they get discouraged and they just lose interest and they just kind of like, I can't do it. I have the monkey mind and we really want to get them to the beginner's mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Lita, we were talking about the book and you know, one of the things that we both loved about the book, it is such a great resource for people looking to just start out incorporating meditation into their lives. And I think of the book, you know, Healing Anxiety is like a blueprint on living a better life. There's so many different things uh, about that book. So, Mayor, if you want to talk a little bit about the book, that'd be fantastic. What was your experience before you wrote the book? And now that you have it finished, how do you feel? Oh, Jay, thank you. Well, you and Lita were a big part of that. I couldn't have written the book without you, really, because the book is about its editors. <laughs> it was a labor and, of love for us. It really oh, was. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, before and after, what's what I really like about the book is that it has the groundwork of um, the actual background science on Tibetan medicine, the real earthy, practical, this is how your body works from a Tibetan viewpoint. Then we go into sort of the energetics of Tibetan medicine, sort of this higher, more subtle level where we give the meditations and the healing exercises. And then there's a little smidgen here and there. I'm not a Buddhist teacher, but there's a little smidgen, what we call in Tibetan medicine, the dharmic level of healing, you know, the really high, high little beautiful quotes from Dr. Dadan about um, enlightenment. Yeah. Or, yeah. And you know, um, when, when I'm, I read this book and I've read it a couple times now, it's not a totally technical book. So anybody can read this book. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you have to be a Tibetan scholar. Some of the books on, you know, Tibetan stuff, it's a little heavy. This is not a heavy read. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know? two were really good for me because I can tend to be, you know, a little on the intellectual. Yeah. I was just going to say, in case you haven't noticed, Mary's a brainiac. <laughs> you know, if we didn't say that. One other thing about the book that I love and that I go back to, if anybody wants to do this with their partner, is you can, there, is, there are instructions for a very simple meditation retreat. So this summer we incorporated aspects of this retreat into our lives for 10 days. And it was a really beautiful reboot. You yeah, know, I love we, 10 days. That's not too long. Yeah, it's not too long. And it's doable. And, and if that's you do in the book too. That's really awesome, you know. Yeah. And the other exercise that I really want to talk about, we can talk about it now, it's called the head roll. You know, and this is uh, this meditation that, is it more of a healing exercise or a meditation? I treat it like a meditation. I consider it the easiest way to get people to a serene place. Yeah. And often anxious people, when they come into my clinic, I'm not going to be able to get them to meditate right away. You know, but there's very few things in my life where I slow down. And, um, and you know, meditation is always sort of forced for me. I'm pretty fast moving. 
There's a couple things that make me really go deep, like cranial sacral. I just love it. It makes me go out. And the head roll. The head roll totally just empties my mind in a way that meditation doesn't. It's It's so. Where did you learn about the head roll? Well, kind of a long story short, um, I learned it in Dharamsala. They were teaching it there. And um, and then later, there was someone in Oxford, um, this uh, dude from Amsterdam that had a class as well. But so I learned them first in Dharamsala, and there was an actual place where you could sort of stroll in, learn them pretty easily, as long as they had seen you at the Library of Tibetan Works and Archives. They knew you were pretty serious, you know. You hadn't had sex that day or something. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but you know, just, true. Whoops, See, no, but just right. like you know, you're not you haven't got too many negative vibes. So you don't have the you, glow you know? of just yeah. having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think the glow would be important, you know, but <laughs> they want the meditation glow. <laughs> the no sex glow. No sex glow. <laughs> a lot, I'm sure a lot of people have the no sex glow. The glow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you went and you what learned. What I loved is So you go and you do these exercises. It's only three exercises. And that doesn't sound like very much, does it? No, not at all. But it takes about 45 minutes to complete. Wow. And so when you start off the head roll, you're starting off the head roll and it's this incredibly, you know, glacial, glacially paced, so slow movement. Yeah. I don't think people even have a concept of it, like how slow. I mean, how slow, Mary? I mean, when you first did, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very slow. It's like an inch every, you know, 30 seconds or something. Yes. Well, I know when you told yeah. me that, you know, to move at a glacial pace, that was the key for me. It kind of helped me relax. You know, it almost gave me permission to take the time to do this one task. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I can do this. And then you just go with this glacier. Anyone who has wood in the top one, two, or three, yeah. this is a perfect exercise. Sometimes I do it just once, really, really slow, left yeah. and then right. And then other times I'll do it three times, which takes four to five minutes. Yeah. It's a long Why time. Why don't we let Mary explain the head roll yeah, like we'll you sc- did in the book? I mean, yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. did yeah, a great perfect. job explaining it. Yeah. I won't describe it as slowly because then the podcast would be over, but yes. I'll just tell you quickly. <laughs> So what you want to do is to stand with your feet um, equally apart to your shoulders, and you want to really visualize your midline, okay? And that's sort of the life channel in Tibetan medicine. And you sort of loosen your shoulders. You make sure your head's sort of, you know, wobbling in a relaxed way. And then what I want you to do is to put your head forward, and you want to drop your head down to the point where you, you want to really feel that your chin is going toward your chest, And then what you're going to do is to completely relax and take a few breaths. And then you're going to allow your head to very, very slowly relax to the left. And as it relaxes, what you'll notice is that your head goes down further, right? And then you get to that position. And then the next position, your head rolls a bit. And it goes down even a little bit further and you get this real sort of stretch and relaxation. And then as you go on, you're doing the circle around. And whenever you move, it's always about dropping your head and allowing the weight of the head to move itself. So it's not, none of your muscles are taut in your neck. And I know when you get the pop, you told me what was the pop. 
Ooh, oh, oh, that is um, air being released. Yeah, like an energy neddy or something? Yeah, or yeah crackling yes, yes. and being released out of your body. And also sometimes they say, they with a capital T, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Jamling and all those people, that um, we have a lot of stuck emotions. And also what you're opening up channels in the neck, noddies in the neck. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That connect the head to the rest of the body. And as you finish the head roll, you guys, I'm telling you, and you guys are my witnesses, you can even just do one head roll. Mm -hmm. Like I was on the plane yeah. to Hong Kong and I thought, I'm just going to stand up. I was getting nervous. I was 25,000 feet above the earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, I'm just going to get up and do the head roll. And by the time I got around once, I was reconnected to my body and my chatterbox mind had slowed slowed down a lot. Yeah, that's what it, for yeah. me. It's amazing. You know, it, it just kind of, you don't even have to think about anything. Just think about moving it through those little, little clicks and wait and wait. It's just an amazing little thing to do. Yeah. And you know, Tibetan medicine is the funniest thing, you guys, you know, like, there we go. We swoop in there, you know, and it's WHO and we've got all our like, uh, you know, electrodes we put on the monks and we're like testing them and oh they really do dry the sheets through chanting wow yeah, that was crazy um, that's you know, so that cool. sort of thing this is tibetan medicine but and then there's things like it's the simple head roll right or like i'm eating with dr dot on one night right and she cracks open a walnut and she's like hey look at this walnut what do you think it looks like and i said oh i think it looks like a brain and she said, and guess what? Walnuts are really good for your brain. Did you know that? Yeah. Wow. That is, Walnuts we, are yes. really good for your brain. And a study recently it came out. Like a brain. Oh, no. It's sort of, pre they prevent Alzheimer's. All of you go out and just eat a ton of walnuts. Wow. You know. <laughs> so isn't that interesting? That's so it has this simplicity. It's like you're just sitting around doing a head roll. Yeah. It, it really, and one you know, thing we could talk about the head roll that I also do is we could talk about the, the incense. You, you turned us on to this really cool incense. It's called lung incense and it's amazing. So I take a half stick, I light it, I do the head roll. So let's talk a little bit about the incense, the magical incense. Mm. Oh man. Lita, do you want to, do you use it in your daily life? Or? Yeah. And I give it to my clients who are anxious yeah. all the time because, and they swear by it. They love it. And so it's, we, we love it having it in our clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we burn it when people are very, very anxious and it calms them down. Yeah. And the incense, it, it's pretty special. So in Tibetan medicine, the lungs, when you breathe in, your breath is connected to um, your innermost vital force. So that's why if you want to um, slow down that that over vital force, right, lung, uh, which means stress and anxiety, and it's also a force within our body. When that lung is out of control and is leaving sort of the places where it should be, right? You can use the breath and you can use the incense, breathing it in to contact that vital force and help soothe yourself, soothe that vital force. And the lung is a very complex sort of energy to understand. It's so very subtle, right? Um, but the incense itself, so you breathe it in, and the main ingredient in it is eagle wood or agar wood, which is uh, my favorite wood. Favorite wood, favorite <laughs> yeah. wood, and it is sought after oh in Asia. Yeah. Wow. It's so expensive. We we shopped like crazy for it in China, and the price it's is hard to find. Just yeah, outrageous. The real deal. Yeah, and so the lung incense it relieves anxiety. 
Hands down. And yeah. it's the eagle wood, the agar wood. So any incense you can get that has a lot, you know, the primary ingredient is agar wood, it's going to help with anxiety. But the lung incense itself, you know, we should... Yeah, we're um, going to put that in the show notes, yeah, everyone. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes, how to get, get it. it. It's yeah. not that expensive, the one that we yeah. get. And it is is it still made by Dr. Jamlin's family? Yes, Dr. Dadon Jamling's family still yeah. make it so at it's her on monastery. The box, you'll see that. Wow. Um, and so we'll put that in the show notes as well. So, um, And I just want to say if if ever, most of the time I can sleep well, but if, if I'm ever like, you know, back from a trip, drank a lot mm. of caffeine, you know, I, I burn some of the incense and I do a head roll. And I am asleep. I know. Sometimes before the head roll's done. And I don't always stand. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Like if I'm like can't sleep and I'm like in bed, I might sit. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's really fine. You just want you're helping the mainline channel, you know, that yeah. goes like through the sternum and up yeah. into the head, helping that to reorganize at the glacial pace we should all be yeah, going. Yeah, the glacial pace yeah. for sure. You know? Yeah. And you know, that theme is throughout the book, the healing anxiety, the lung. And I know, Mary, can you talk a little bit more about the lung and what that means? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So there's a story where um, Dr. Dadun Jamling was standing, right? And she was standing right near a puddle. And then this man on a horse rode by and, um, you know, he galloped through the puddle and went around in circles, around in circles, around in circles, and splashing her and getting mud all over her, right? She's <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? And he said, and she said, hey, where are you going? And he's just going around in circles. This is a metaphor. Um, she, and the man on the horse said, I don't know where I'm going. Ask the horse. <laughs> and so that's a way to describe long is the horse. It's the vital force in our energy that we ride and we should be riding it. We should be controlling our minds. We should be controlling our emotions with reins in a very gentle, nice way, right? You can't hold too strictly to thoughts and you can't let them go wild either, right? right. It's this balance. And so what that story tells us is that this whole book is really about how can we navigate this vital force within us so that we use it properly Yeah, and um, it doesn't go out of control, what Tibetan doctors call leaving its spaces where lung belongs in the body and, you know, wreaking havoc, like surging up into the head and causing our thoughts to go round and round with nowhere to go. And sort of so thing. many people have that. So I, that's a many big complaint people. that I hear. Yeah, it's pretty yes. crazy in, in, I would say... I would just say the U.S., but I just came back from Hong Kong, and I see a lot of anxiety there. And everywhere we travel, we just see it. And I think a lot has to do with the smartphones. You know, this oh, intense this anxiety. They're probably stirring up the lung. The I lung. think they yeah. are. They're, yeah. lung, they're lung suckers. Yeah. <laughs> we need to yeah. really build in an app that has the incense come out of it. <laughs> now, that would be an that iPhone would be, invention. That would be a really good invention. we got to talk to Apple about Don't, that. But I do think that's the theme throughout the book, and you can work on that through – you know, the meditation, through food, through the exercises. And, you know, a couple of the exercises in the book you said have never been published anywhere before. No. But wow. you, can't about find, that. you cannot find these Tibetan healing exercises written anywhere. All right. So that right there alone is that a reason to get the book. Is, yeah. I recommend getting the book. Definitely. <laughs> and Jay did the photographs. They're stunning. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. It was, it was just a lot of fun to do that and 
You know, I think they came out, I, I, you know, I think they came out good and I think they kind of really set the tone. We really wanted to make it uh, such a, when you, we, when you get married talk, she makes it sound so beautiful and we just wanted to match that with the visuals. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And something I like too is when, and Lita edited the book, edited it. And what you really got me to think about is, well, one person's visual. So, you know, you need the photographs for that. And someone else is very concrete and they're going to need, you know, sort of straightforward material, you know, in, yeah. in sort of a classical way. Right. And then other people are going to need a story. Yes. You know, and someone else is going to even need, you know, let's put poetry at the beginning of each chapter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I feel as though this is a book that appeals yeah. to many different types <laughs> of people. The way you just describe it, I think to we've got it all. To all five elements. Yeah. All five elements. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Great. Were you thinking about that? Or? No, wow. but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, really, we really have did. something for everyone in the book. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice you know, book. And you don't have to read it from start to finish. You can you can move that along on that journey, but you can read the story part. You can read the, you know, the herb part. You can read the exercise part. That's but everyone's got to read the, but you the first read chapter. Because yeah. that's the best story. <laughs> that is it's, an amazing story. It, you can't put it down. <laughs> I'm a wounded healer, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's how Mary I, starts. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I suffered from anxiety, yeah, you know, and yeah. I talk about a few clinical case histories in the beginning. And I think anyone who, you know, in our society, we're spending so much time in our head. We yeah. have got to learn to figure that out. We need meditation that's, like nothing else. That's what the head roll does for me. It clears my mind in, yeah. in a way that so many other kinds of meditation, and I've been exploring meditation so much, doesn't. You also mentioned another meditation that you wanted to talk about today that was one of the first ones you learned or the first one you yeah, learned. And, yeah. And you guys and you listeners, you may know it already. It's a really simple meditation. Um, but with all meditation, I will say I started doing this new thing of when I sit down on the cushion, I really check in with myself now. And it's, it's good. new for me and it's good for me. I'll often live life sort of suppressing emotions and things like that. So I'll sit down and I'll be like, how am I today? Where's my body? Ooh, there's the back again. Or, hmm, I'm feeling a little sad. I don't know why. I'm not going to go on trying to label it or name it. And that's something we do. Like our body may just be emitting sadness sure. because it's biologically there. I mean, there might not emotions. be a reason. That's right. We have emotions. So we have, we have emotions, emotion. you know, yeah. coursing through our body. So you sort of check in with yourself and you sit down. And then you listen to yourself breathing and you allow your lungs to breathe at exactly the pace they want to breathe. And then you count it. And my lung number is seven. So then when I breathe in for seven, you then hold for seven. And then okay. you breathe out for seven. But, you know, sometimes it goes to nine, I find, you know. It gets deeper as the meditation goes on, but you sort of stay within that number roll. But you keep that spaciousness. Like once you've breathed in, you have that count of seven where you're allowing that oxygen to really roll around the lower part of your lungs. And that's supposed to really relax you. So if you're just starting out, you might not get to a seven in the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah. I, Maybe I think start it depends like on your lung capacity. Or, yeah. You kind of yeah. be wherever you are. Does yeah. it change every day or you mostly hit a seven? I think people kind of find their own sort of count of lung capacity Good. or what your lungs like to do. You yeah. know, so athletes no probably have what, a 10 or something. Oh, yeah, like that. <laughs> probably. So no pressure, whatever you feel like that you can get to. Yeah. I like that. So you want to just recap that. So you breathe in for seven. 
You hold it for seven. Hold for seven and, and breathe out for breathe seven. Out. Maybe go a little bit longer if you can. Yeah. So how long do you do that for? I do it for about 20 minutes. Okay. So a newbie person, someone who's newbie, just starting I out? I would say start out about five minutes Okay, and, and then to 10. Great. It's fantastic. So, you know, I, yeah. you just started on this. I was going to ask you, you know, you're, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're a big meditator. So what is it, what is a, a regular day look like for you? How, how many times do you meditate? How long do you meditate? Do you have a theme when you meditate? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you do? Well, it's interesting. Meditation is addiction. They find out, you know, like they teach it to sort of opioid use disorder. Folks. Wow. And, wow. Boy, we need that in this country so too. We need more yeah. meditation then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm dying to open like, you know, whatever. I'd love to do like sober work or something because it's so fun to get yeah. addicted to good things. That is a good know? thing to go. be. So you yeah. get addicted to meditation and this podcast. There you <laughs> go. Absolutely. <laughs> you can so change the order good. if you want, but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, all right. So tell us a little so, bit about. So what I do is I wake up in the morning and meditate right away. 20 minutes right in my bed. First thing, just ring so the bell, light up. the incense. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I, I, and then I am who I am for that day. And I can really feel, I can begin to sort of smell the air and feel like what I'm feeling that day. And, you know, we do have days where maybe it's just going to be a day where, I don't know, um, the emotions in the mind want two different things for the day, right? Like you've got to work that day, but you really want to just go off and read a book. But, you know, so you'll feel the agitation or the energies, but then you've automatically pulled back from them and you've given them spaciousness and you're yeah. allowed, you're allowing the little kids to sort of, you know, have their thoughts. You yeah, know, we, but, we're talking a lot about self-cultivation. So Mary's routine every day is to get right up and do her meditation. Yeah, I so, find if I question it, then I'll, I won't. Or you get but, distracted yeah. by life. Yeah. yeah, so I meditate every morning. But also at Blue Dragon, uh, in my clinical practice, I will meditate when I get there. Um, and there I do a simple meditation that's just, you know, I offer myself up for service today. I know I'm not perfect, but I offer myself up and made this day end, you know, with people having been helped, you know, and so that's sort of a prayerful. So how long would you do that simple. for? I'll do that just for about five minutes. Good. But then there is another meditation that I'll do at that time, sometimes that I absolutely adore. And then I'll pause, meditate throughout the day. Anyone can do this and this isn't meditation at all. But it's like whenever you switch activity, stop. Take a breath. Mm. Just do that. Yeah, it's you a know, mindfulness of your nice. day. Yeah. 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 I really like that. And I learned it from a friend who went to Thich Nhat Hanh's, um yes. place in France. And I guess they do that. Mm. You know, they're all making lunch and then suddenly they hear a bell and everybody pauses. Wow. You know, and then they, they do it again the and bell. then everybody feel, pauses. Yeah, they, like, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, you feel the nice. bell, you hear the bell, you say, hey, that's a bell, whatever it is for you. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But, that's being in the moment. And I like yeah. in the book when you also talked about you can watch yourself do the tasks of the day, like eat an apple. Yeah. And you yeah. can, you can, your mind could say, I'm eating, I took a bite. Mm, that's or, such a nice meditation. How did meditation. you put it? It was so, so nice. You know, just um, there I am chewing <laughs> and it tastes, I don't know. Yeah. Chewing, crunching, breathing, apple, delicious, you know. And so then you come up with maybe an adjective for exactly what you're doing and, I like that one too because it's very poetic. It's to me yeah. like a constant haiku, you know. Mm. Well, I think holding that, glass. 
Yeah, it's that presence being in the moment and not just rushing through your day. Right. It really is presence. Yeah, presence. Yeah. All right, yeah. so you get home from work, what do you do? I don't know, have a beer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like beer, as these guys know. You meditate while you're having your beer? No. I know, right? Um, try to limit myself three days a week, have a beer. Um, but otherwise, I'll come home. I mean, I live on a lake. Um, so I'll look out. There's a wonderful outdoor meditation. It's not in the book, but I really like this. So according to, this comes from, um, it's a Tibetan meditation. It's a, it's, do you want a, a meditation on space that's really nice? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. So your eyes are open and you're at the beach, you know, or you're looking out at the lake, right? So you always keep your eyes at horizon level because we're predators. We're like the eagles. We can look out left and right, behind and forward as far as we want, you know, so you develop, develop the spaciousness and you look everywhere at the same time. And you try to really also send sort of your, your eyes backward and see as far back behind you. So you're breathing and you're in that beautiful space in nature and you feel that spaciousness. And then what you want to do is to listen because the earth has a movement of chi just as is in our body. And they say that the, this chi comes toward your body at about 100 seconds, like an ocean wave toward your midline, and then it goes out again 100 seconds, like that. So that's more of that glacial pace, yeah. right? Wow. And if you really listen and you, you have that open spaciousness and you say, okay, you know, it's like your brother talking to you if you played football growing up, Mary, go wide, go wide. You know, you just <laughs> love it. <laughs> go wide. And then, you know, is the ocean coming towards you? Is it going away to you? Where is the chi of the earth and where am I within this space? And you can begin to feel the movement of the quietest of the winds, quote unquote, which is a long, right? Wind, long. Yeah. It's the quietest one, but it's the one we're really connected to. Yeah, that's really know. cool. That's yeah. really great. Now, maybe what, maybe what, you should explain the wind concept. Yeah, because we haven't wind. really talked about that in the podcast. Yeah. Gosh, how do I do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Start small. Start yeah. small. <laughs> so there are three humors in Tibetan medicine. Lung, wind, tipa, bile, and bagan, phlegm, right? And those are the three basic constitutions. So wind is responsible. If you think about wind, right? See how it, like when a tree moves in the wind, you, you don't see the wind, but you know there's wind there, right? And maybe you can feel it in your cheek. But wind is movement. It makes the, the trees move. Sure. And in our body, wind makes, you know, we feel an emotion and suddenly we're sweating because we're scared, right? So the wind is moving fluids in our body. It's moving our emotions around, right? So that's wind. And you also have a wind person, like a lung constitution person. And if they're a lung constitution person, then they can get an imbalance of lung an imbalance of wind. And that's anxiety. Those are the people that are like, you know, they're willowy, maybe a bit shorter. They're really into theater. They're into movement. They're moving all the time. They oh, babble. They talk really fast and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's the concept of wind. And then the other ones, you can imagine they belong. There's the moisturizing, mollifying, beautiful, sort of succulent bagan person, the phlegmy, you know, moisturizing, right? The rain, that sort of thing, yeah. water, you know, and uh, and a bit more water and earth together. And then tipa, 
file fire, you know, the people that like my husband, you know, they scramble out of bed in the morning at 5am and they're like, Oh, I'm going to retile something today. And I'm like, I take on a challenge. <laughs> you guys do, you go do that. <laughs> and I'm like, are you going to read a manual on it before? No, that would ruin all the fun. Right. So <laughs> that's kind of the bile person. Let the adventure you know, the, unfold. <laughs> the adventure. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You know, that's a real, and that is in the book where you talk about that a lot in the book, you explain the different constitutions and you help people understand what they are. You have different foods listed out. Yeah. You have different ways to identify that. Yeah. So you can, you know, develop a whole dietary regimen around your constitution and that could help with anxiety or um, TIPA constitution. It might help you with if you have explosive anger, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. You're just eating food that your body wants to eat. And you'll notice when you're in your constitutional diet you're satisfied after you eat, like you're full because you've eaten what you need. But, you know, people are com combinations of constitutions too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, my my five element self, we just did a, a seven podcast series on the five elements. So oh, wow. My, oh, maybe the listeners also are like, well, how does that work? How does that map to yeah. the five elements? How does it? Well, I've thought a lot about it and I, I think it's best not to think of it as mapping to it, mm. but to really understand that these are humors not energetics. And when that went, and just for the people that have already heard. So if you think of maybe somebody more metally is the lung. Oh, uh huh. And maybe the fire and wood people are more the bile. Oh, right. And the water and earth people are more. Oh, yeah. Phlegm. But to really think of them as, as essential ingredients in every person's life, wind is just movement, but not a lot of direction. It's kind of like the leaf falling from the tree that we talk about in the metal. For metal, yeah. Yeah. And when we need goals and direction, we bring in bile. Right. To direct that force. And then when we need to calm ourselves down and relax and not be so forceful, we need the bag at the bag end, the phlegm to come in and sort of pad everything. Yeah. Quiet it. Oh, lovely. Bring it back to some sort of homeostasis if it's out of control. So yeah. the three check each other all the time. Yeah, it's that just, makes sense. And so that's what I came up with, yeah. And it does, like in the Tibetan medical texts, they say, you know, bagan is water and earth elements because they're into the five elements too. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're into the five elements, like when they make herbal pills, you know, what elements are involved yeah. or how would you balance out a bagan person who's earth and water well, you would use probably the fire element, you know, because mm -hmm. they'd be missing that element. Right. I'm sure yeah. that's oh, in like, your practice as yes. well. Or yes, like when you say that the bagan person should eat more spices. Yeah. 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 To give more fire to yeah. their. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. So if you're into that, the book is called Healing Anxiety, A Tibetan Medicine Guide to Healing Anxiety, Stress, and PTSD. And we will have that in the show notes. But you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble, all different places. But um, it's a really cool book. So I have one more question, but Lita, do you have any more questions from I'm there? I'm good. I'm all right, so my, my final question, if you could time travel back to the youth, you started at 19, but way, way back, what would you tell your younger self about meditation? Like that you know now because you've been doing it your whole life. So what would you like? Do, would you do it differently? Would you try to, hmm. you know, maybe be more intense or just I don't know, wing it? What would you do? Hmm. That's a really good question. Well, I remember I was seventeen and a teacher said, "You know, I'll teach you how to meditate." And I said, "Oh well, I meditate. I run. 
Ah, right? Yeah. And I wish I had said, you know, I'm curious. I wish I'd had curiosity earlier about many things, meditation being one of them, you know? To be open to that. To be open yeah. to it. And, you know, guys, I do want to make it clear here that running isn't meditation. Hmm. And um, to actually develop the capacity to soothe your own mind and come to a serene place, even if you're a prisoner of war, like the Tibetan doctors can't. Well, they can't leave their cell and go running, you know? Yeah. Um, or giving birth to a child when I, you know, gave birth to my kids, meditation really helped me, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so I wanted to state that. And also in Tibetan medicine, what I would tell my 19 year old self, well, they are immortal 19 year olds, so yes. they don't care, but <laughs> Tibetan doctors explain, you really want to learn how to meditate because that's all you've got when you're launching out of this body. Yeah, and if deep. you can't control your mind, yeah. your mind could take you. Well, what if you're dying? And this is the Tibetan treating treating death. What if you're dying and your last thought is like, "Gosh, you know, I'm really mad at my brother." Well, you will take that karma with you, or you're really mad at someone. So then you will go and incarnate in your next karma, just like facing that karma. You're gonna make sure you're gonna you're you're gonna talk to that person about yeah. what they did or whatever. <laughs> So you leave your incarnation and you enter the next one with the emotion of anger. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. You want to no. be in a serene place. And also Dr. Dodon said, I promise you that when you leave this body, she said, you know, when you go to the mirrors at the fair, like a fun house. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you walk through in the mirrors and you see all these images on sides of the mirrors. Well, you're going to have mirrors like that when you die, and it's going to be your thoughts coming back at you. And you've got to stay serene and centered and not terrified. You know, Leo and I, we have this joke about people doing too much social media. And I'd be like, oh, oh, they're going to be on your deathbed, and you're going to look, and you're going to go, oh, I wish I'd taken one more selfie of my food. <laughs> or, <laughs> like, you know, you don't want that. You don't want that to be your last thought, okay? You want it to be inner thoughts. You want it to be peaceful, like Mary just said. You don't want to be like, oh, I wish I'd posted one more event or whatever. <laughs> so keep I that wish in I'd mind. like that photo. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I never returned that text that's yeah. right so, so social media you gotta let that go you gotta let go of that time if i guarantee we've talked about this in time management if you do less social media if you're on your phone a little bit less you'll have more time to do some meditation you'll have more time to find this so serenity this inner dialogue that you need to work on so i you know i kind of fibbed i have one more question okay so if you have some people who say i've tried it i've tried it i tried it i can't do it i have this monkey mind i can't concentrate i can't sit still what do you tell them if they really want to try to meditate i would do the head roll then yeah i would say the head roll has changed so many people in my practice it is a good place to start yeah and um i mean i was so moved to do the book with you guys because as what I realized is I'll only be able to reach, you know, what, 20 patients a week. Right. What if I could reach yeah. the whole world with just the Tibetan healing exercises, yeah. nothing else. So you, you know? can do it with the incense. You don't have to have the incense. We talked about it with the head roll, but I agree. The head rolls are a really good place to start. Yeah. Just to clarify, I, I just wanted to go over it one more time because I, I tell a lot of people in my clinic about Mary's head roll. Um, when you start, you start one time around to the left, come yeah. back to the center 
Mm-hmm. And then one time around to the right, come yeah. back to the and center. I, I think the seven minutes to the left and seven minutes to the right or ish makes it a right. 15. Now so that's if you're going to complete one. one head roll. Yeah. So if you do. But what she explained to me, if you want to do the whole three, which is the best. Yes. The bomb. So good. Uh, go three to the left. Yeah. And then three to the right. Yeah. And that's that about 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 That's great. So you don't go left, right, left, right, left, right, or if you're doing the three, or do you do left? Nope, just do it all all together like that. Yeah. And the other and, thing you said that yeah. I love, this is the most important thing to me, just my experience, when I get little pains in my neck, mm-hmm. and I'm just going really slow, I'm going really slow, and then, oh, that's like a, ooh, ooh, ouch, mm. then you said, breathe into it. Yeah. Just yeah. pause for a minute and breathe into it and just... Let it relax, and you mm. explain that those netties have to let go. Yeah, they've got that, you've, you've got to give them time, let mm-hmm. them open, and that's one reason for, it's so slow yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a beautiful so, thing. So that's yeah. a great place to end it. Thank you for the clarification of the head roll, <laughs> and Mary, thanks for coming and talking about your book. You can come back anytime and talk with us. Yeah, we well, have lots welcome. of other Thank topics you. we could talk about. Oh, I could talk to you guys forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you well, for listening. Well, you really inspire us, so thank you for oh. Being an inspiration, hopefully, to everyone else listening. Yeah, it's a great book. You guys, I feel the same way. These are yogis. Hang out with these guys. (laughs) (laughs) So the book is called Healing Anxiety. We're going to have some information on the show notes. And on the next podcast, we're going to talk more about meditation. We're going to talk about the four different kinds of meditation. And we're going to have a little bit more from a Taoist perspective perspective as well. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. And you've reached the end. Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at lita at inspiredactionpodcast.com or jay at inspiredactionpodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.